Okay, Jennifer, I am so excited. We waited so long to be able to do this. It is the best day ever. This episode just, it really spoke to me as a realm of things that we typically don't talk about. Yeah, but a lot of our listeners um, are interested in this subject and don't know how to ask the questions. But today we are interviewing two of my favorite people, um, Dr. Thomas Lintner and his wife, Liz. He has a whole staff. I have to tell you some of my best friends now, his nurse, Rachel and I, we got to know each other. So y'all got to know each other very well. Let me just say (laughs) she took such good care of me. Um, and what, what are we talking about? Well, he is a renowned plastic surgeon and by virtue of a number of very um, unfortunate surgeries that I had to have and some hernias and some mesh that didn't um, work the way that it should have, I was in a situation where my abdomen was non-functional. And a lot of moms, you know, experience this as well. I mean, I had twins, I had two C-sections, you know, that doesn't mean you're going to have to have some type of surgery if you have a C-section. So many people heal beautifully from that. I wasn't one of them. And I found myself in this really precarious position without a lot of help. And I had to do a lot of research and talk to a lot of doctors. I mean, you went to a lot of doctors. And I think, you know, one of the thing when you start to talk about a plastic surgeon and having quote unquote some work done, you know, there's a stigma around that. And and we want people to know. We want people to know that we are not saying you have to have plastic surgery to be beautiful. You're beautiful whether you have it, don't have it, but what we want is for you to be the one that makes the decision. And sometimes, like in your case, Jennifer, You didn't have a choice, truly. You had to have this done. And I found the perfect person, the whole staff. And, um, you know, I really feel like there were so many advantages to that, so many bits of information that I wanted to share as I discovered these things along my journey that I wanted to share with our listeners because I, they put Humpty Dumpty back together again. And there are, you know, there's a lot of emotion that goes on with that. And yes, I felt beautiful before, as you know, I am overconfident with <laughs> faults, um, but I feel so comfortable and confident now because I am stronger. And, you know, a lot of that journey, it it looks beautiful as well, but a lot of that journey really came with some realizations. And I want to be able to ask some questions to some of the people who not only answered, but who I trust um, so completely. And so today's episode, we're talking about mommy makeovers. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. 
I am sitting next to whom I refer to as my miracle worker, Dr. Tom Lintner, and his incredible, astounding wife, Liz. And today we are going to talk about something that so many of you have lots of questions. Some of you have experienced it, but a lot of moms have a ton of questions about mommy makeovers. And Dr. Lintner is a world class the absolute best of the best plastic surgeon. Um, he was able to help me in ways that we'll kind of go over in a little bit more detail, but I want him to be able to give us a little bit more about his CV because he is so much more accomplished than I'm giving him even credit for right now. <laughs> well, and I think it's so important because, you know, after we have all these kids, right? Yes. And and we're sitting here and, and there's almost a stigma. Nobody wants to really talk about it unless it's it's like hush hush and why why is that and i think that's what today is all about is really just getting that out there what can we do what are some things that we can do one after we have these kids maybe even before we have these kids but after we have these kids and then what is it exactly that you can do for us uh to help us out. So I'm really excited. Yeah, so thanks for started. being here. Dr. Littner, cool. tell us about your varied history. Um, well, um, I went to college at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C. My dad was in the Navy. We lived in New Jersey. I grew up there. And then I moved down here to go to medical school. And from medical school, I went to a residency at Emory University. And then I did um, plastic surgery at Emory also. Um, and I've been a plastic surgeon for almost, no, 32 years, and uh, I still enjoy it. Um, <laughs> we, 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 I get to work with my wife every day, which is exciting. Otherwise, I wouldn't see her. Um, so um, I've been doing this a long time, and I kind of know what works and doesn't work. And I tell patients all the time, there's three things you want in a surgeon. You want a surgeon who's very well trained. You want a surgeon who's nice and you want a surgeon who guarantees to get you to the end of the road, whether it be immediately or take a little bit more time if you have issues. Um, so that's basically my history. And um, we we still like what we do, which is which is rare in uh, getting this far into a field. Well, and I have had the privilege of going over some stories and seeing some pictures of what you have very generously done in cases that you've taken on, which other surgeons might not. And I was one of those. Um, and so I know not only getting to the end of the road, but the staff and how well you are taken care of has made a world of difference. So um, I had what I called when I got here, the choose your own adventure abdomen. <laughs> several, uh, several, yes, uh, hernia surgeries, it's a mesh that didn't work. And a lot of people did not want to um, involve themselves in that. They said, oh, you really need to get that fixed. So good luck to you. And you said, I know how to fix this. My staff, we are all good at this and we cannot wait to help you. And Liz, you remember you and I met that day. I was and so excited for you yes. because I could see what he was going to do for you. And I just was ecstatic. Yeah, he fixed me, sewed my abdomen back together. So it works. 
Yeah. And it was really miraculous. But let's talk a little bit about that first visit, because I did have some questions. Other people, you know, weren't that confident. And I came in and the whole staff knew what they were capable of. So you're part of that team. How do you build a team like that, that can have that kind of confidence and share it and spread it to the patient? Well, we, we have the luxury of having people that have worked with Tom even before I was around. Um, our nurse, Rachel, who I know you know very well, has worked with him 22, 24 mm. years. I think you hired her when she was three. <laughs> um, you know, our surgery scheduler has been with us for years and years and years. And it's just it's it's time. You know, um, you know, if I walked into an OR with any other surgeon tomorrow, I wouldn't be able to have the conversation I had with you that like I know what he can do in the OR. I've been with him in the OR for 15, 16 years and just nothing phases him. And I, I know that just from years of watching him work. And that's, that's what our staff has the, you know, that's the cool thing about being here. We've all kind of grown up together. Now, Dr. Lintner, tell me a little bit about what does a mommy makeover involve? And when do you like contact the surgeon about such a thing? Um, basically it's any surgeries addressing the areas affected by pregnancy. So most of them are breast, um, make them bigger, making them smaller, lifting them up, because most women describe their breasts as fairly decent size, but they're saggy. Um, and then you have patients who say their breasts are too big, and then you have patients who say they're too small. So we can address each of those um, separately later if you want. But then the stomach, um, almost every woman's stomach is impacted by the number of pregnancies they have. So if you have one child, most of the time you snap back and your stomach looks pretty good after one. After two, it's a little bit loose. After three, it's definitely loose. And after four, it's um, it's very loose. And don't forget about twins. Oh, yeah. Right. We each have a set of twins. Yeah. And so I can remember being pregnant with those twins and thinking, I mean, I would have had to have gone out. My, my arms are really long and I feel like I could not see my feet unless I could have been out this far. What, you know, so that is something. And I think the more pregnancies you have and then and you closer together and closer together, which yeah, I had that too. Well, you hate to generalize about things, but I, I generally tell patients that if you look at liposuction as one end of the spectrum and tummy tuck as the other end and the skin and fat is called a paniculectomy, and that's the middle of the spectrum. Every child you have pushes you about 20% further down the line. So, you know, in general, you can say that, you know, you've had four kids, you're going to have an 80% at least chance of needing a full tummy tuck. And um, obviously the tummy tuck hurts. Um, we do an awful lot of tummy tucks, and I've never heard a patient that says, I wish I didn't do this. They all say, I wish I do this. I'd do this again tomorrow if I could get the same results. And they, they just are. I get pictures all the time from uh, patients on the beach and they're like in a lounge chair and they're going, you told me I was going to be a bikini and I didn't think that you ever were. <laughs> See How that? did I miss the opportunity oh, to send you a picture of me on the beach last week? Well, well the, I, the, the, best, the, the best picture right, right. Um, was from a patient whose teenage son was like, I'm, I miss you in a one piece. Can you please put your clothes back on? <laughs> I 
and she sent us a thank you from the beach. Yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. or, or the picture that I got from my husband. We Liz and I were lounging in our pool, and we get a text, and it's a picture of this girl frolicking on the beach, and he goes, "You just gave me my wife back." And mm, wow, so. Well, and I think that's it. It is powerful because as a woman, those things do impact us. We can act like they don't. Right. And I think many of us (laughs) do. Right. We (laughs) act like, you know, but it does. And it does impact who we are and our relationships. Mm -hmm. How many times do women after having these babies not bouncing back like ever, like social media tells us we should Mm -hmm. and the lights go off? Yeah. How often does that happen where their husbands don't get to see them Mm. because they're embarrassed and from something that is 100 percent natural and beautiful and beautiful. And that's another thing. Like the staff was so body positive. I remember, Liz, when I met with you that day and you asked me the question. So, you know, what is your ideal weight? And I said, um what do you mean? And you said, do you remember? You said, where do you feel most comfortable? Yeah, we, we like to just find out where patients' heads are. So if, if someone comes in and they're like 280 and they say, I want to be 105 after surgery, then we kind of have to take a step back and evaluate, you know, expectations and goals and things. And if they, you know, planning weight loss, if they, you know, whatever. So we ask, you know, where you're comfortable, what weight, not what your doctor says, not what your insurance company says, not what social media says, but where are you comfortable? Mm-hmm. And you were one of the first people I'd ever met that's like, I'm pretty comfortable where I'm at. I'm like, good for you. That's <laughs> awesome. I wish more people could do that. And I just, I was like, I was like wow, that's a really cool thing. She's like, I, I like my shape. I like, you know, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. I liked it before. I like it now. I'm going to be able to lift my grandchildren one day when I have them. I feel so much stronger. I feel better. I feel healthier. And Dr. Lintner, you, uh, if you remember, you said you are going to be able to feel so much better. You'll be able to exercise more. You'll feel better when you do those mm-hmm. exercises. It's really going to impact your health in so many ways. And you are absolutely right. Yeah. I think people underestimate how much improvement in your back you have. Because when you have weakness in your stomach, your core is weak and your spine curves towards your stomach. And when we tighten everything up, the spine is pushed back. Now, it's not immediately. So you're not going to wake up after surgery and say, oh, wow, my back's much better. It's going to be a process. But about eight weeks, people come back and they say, I had chronic back pain for the last six, 10 years. And now my back does not hurt at all. And it, it realigns your spine and makes your core tighter so you walk better and your posture is better and a lot of patients tell me that the confidence level that they have with their improvement in their abdomen is like through the roof they're like i have a great abdomen and And i and i would say that's one of the very first things that jennifer shared with me was like oh my my muscles are working Mm -hmm. what i can actually sit up and she could feel the muscles actually working, which was, I, I think that was one of the very first things we were like, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. <laughs> this is what a functioning this abdomen what, feels yeah. like. Exactly. It had been years that it had not been working. And another crazy thing, I don't even think that I've shared this with you, is I'm a treadmill girl. So I mm-hmm. love to be on the treadmill, I love to walk. And my my legs go forward, like they are facing 
forward. Walking is so much easier because when you pulled and tightened those muscles back where they belong, it, it shifted my hips so that my legs walk like they're supposed to. I mean, right. it, it really does. And it helps. Well, you, I don't want to get off the treadmill. You, you tend so to, if you carry a lot of weight in the front, you tend to sort of waddle. And especially if you have a big, big as hernias <laughs> as you had, you tend to feel like, you know, your stomach leads you around. And instead of you leading your stomach around, you, your stomach sort of leads you. And when we put it back together, you are in charge of where your stomach goes. So it's nice. Um, that is yes. incredible. incredible. Well, let's talk a little bit about the recovery. So that was also where you shined in so many ways. Liz and I had several conversations and Dr. Lindner, you and I had several conversations <laughs> as I convalesced and yeah. asked, is this normal? Is it supposed to feel like this? So let's just give a really realistic picture of what this is like. I love what you said earlier, Liz, when, when we got here before we were recording about the pain that you experienced. Oh, it hurts. Yeah. This this procedure hurts. And you, you had a lot more than we do to most people. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, I think you were, you expected a lot right away. And I'm like, dude, we had, we had <laughs> you put your, your hernia was this big. And I think that that's, you know, moms especially don't stop you can't stop for 18 to 20 however long your you know your kids span you don't stop and it's i think it was hard for you just to say wait a second i'm gonna take a minute for me and i'm gonna let myself heal and i'm gonna just do this thing but you you had like a super king kamehameha tummy tuck you had a lot more than most moms go through yeah and I needed a little bit more hand holding, and truth yeah. be told, That's which okay. is nice. Well, you had about you had about eight inches in the middle of your stomach tightened from side to side, oh which most women are two, three, four inches. Um, you had eight inches, wow. and we knew you we were going to have a little bit of rough recovery, but. You made it through. And and, that's yeah. what we're here know. for. That's yes. why you get our cell phone numbers. That's why oh. you, I'm sure you talked to Rachel on the phone too. Oh yeah. Um, you, that's why we're here. It's not just for the OR, it's the after. And so what would the two inch tummy tuck? <laughs> <laughs> still hurts. It still hurts. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny because over the years that um, you kind of sort of categorize people and I'd say about a third of patients breeze through this and you don't know why, because I know what we did on, and Liz will back me up, what we do on the inside is incredible. Um, but a third of patients will breeze through and say they didn't take pain medicine after the second day. And I'm like, you must be a masochist or a sadist or something. <laughs> and then they're like, no, it didn't hurt. It wasn't bad at they all. They were a mom. And yeah. <laughs> or and, they and were lying. <laughs> two thirds of the patients. And I jokingly go into the room on the first week and I go, do you, do you still like me? And invariably patients say they don't like me, but they love me because they look at their stomach and they're like, I can see my feet and I can see everything in one line. And they couldn't do that before. Um, and we get them through that six to eight week period. And but it's six to eight weeks. It is yes. six to eight weeks. And usually patients at six weeks will go, I see the end of the tunnel. I'm, I'm starting to feel better. And I, I like the way I look. I mean, they like the way they look from day one. Um, and it, it's it's pretty incredible what we can do. Some pe uh, One patient we had recently, we took 25 pounds off her abdomen. 
Um, wow. And she's standing up straighter than anybody I've ever seen. Um, and it, it's, it's an impressive operation, but it is big. And so I tell patients, I don't want to scare anybody off because it's every patient I've ever done said they would do it again in a minute. Um, and they would take the pain. Wow. Um, you, you cannot do what he does in the OR in the gym. It, it's impossible. And right. yeah. I love personal trainers and I love exercise and you cannot do what he does in the gym. When is the ideal time for a mommy makeover? Is it after you have the first kid, second kid, third kid, after you're done having kids? When is that time? Yeah, I would say the best time is after you're having kid, after you're done having kids and pretty much resolved yourself to the fact that I'm not going to have another child. Um, and because um, if you do the way I do tummy tucks now, we use an absorbable suture so you can get pregnant if you wanted to. But I've had a couple patients with oops pregnancies, so to speak, and they get pregnant later on, have a tummy tuck, and then they're like right back in here. So it's a terrible waste of money and waste of you know recovery and time and all that. But um, I would say if you know you're a year out and you're done having kids and you're you don't feel good about your abdomen or your breasts, that's the best time. And I would say do the breast and abdomen and flanks as a unit. It's safe. It's one recovery and you don't um, have to nickel and dime the recovery. So you get you're better, faster, and you have almost everything that you want to do done. So you do have to be about six months out from breastfeeding. Yeah. Per, well, to do the breast. So for the abdomen, it really probably doesn't matter. But um you know, I tell patients, try and lose as much weight as you can, but we don't make that a mandatory requirement. So a lot of surgeons will tell you they won't do you unless you're at your baseline. But I've, I've found that there's a lot of people need that a little incentive to go on into the next level. And I, I describe it as you can push someone down the stairs or you can lead them down the stairs. <laughs> We're not pushing and, people down oh the my. stairs, though, dear. <laughs> so we, we kind of want to lead them down yeah. the stairs by making them look good. And they can go, now if I put in effort, I see results. Whereas before, they didn't see any results. And like Liz said, you can't tighten your stomach muscles if they're separated in the gym because they're not going to go back. They're not linear. Um, and muscles have to work linearly. Are there things that women can do after that first kid? Would physical therapy or something like that help make them a better surgical candidate for afterwards? So are there things that we can do kind of taking care of ourselves after we each have those kids? Yeah. One of the things that I always say, and the probably the best advice for women that are pregnant is don't gain, don't feel like you have a license to eat. Gain as much, talk to your OBGYN, say how much weight should I gain and stick with that. Because if you gain 60 pounds and then try and go back, it is much harder to go back than it is to go forward. So if you stay around the 20, 22 pounds that you're supposed to gain, then you're going to be much better later on. And if you're a first pregnancy woman and you have one child, I would say if you're going to have more, don't even think about having a, um, a mommy makeover. But when you get done and you're finished and, and finished with breastfeeding and you still lack the confidence, um, 
then I would go talk to someone. We're, we're very low pressure. We don't force you into surgery. We're not going to hold you down and tighten your tummy while you're here. <laughs> um, so we tell you when you're ready, we'll be here. Now, obviously, that is not always the case because, you know. You have about five years. <laughs> people retire and people, you know. But um, we, we like what we do. And, and even if you don't know what you're doing, come in and have a consult. Um, most of the, all our consults are free. Um, and um, it's funny how many people will see me like five years ago. And then they come back and say, I'm now ready to have my tummy tuck. And it's and they've already consulted with you five years ago and they're they didn't get it done by someone else. So it's kind of it, neat. They, they trust yeah. us. We give everyone our cell phone and we do not mind you calling. That's so. incredible. I can attest to that. Uh, and let's uh, you and I talked a lot about um, the journey afterwards. So the information that was provided as to what was normal, as to what to expect. Like you and I talked about that. Like there's not a lot of information out there about the recovery process. And so you helped kind of map out some of that in a way that was really, really helpful, yeah. both emotionally and physically. Yeah, um, writing those instructions, I really, and this you know, was when I, when I joined him in practice was, I just really wanted people to, it's scary. You know, we do this every day. And, you know, if you've never had surgery before, you don't realize how you're going to swell or that, you know, you need protein or that you might feel like you look great, but then you get out of the shower and you're in tears. And, you know, it, I just feel like it, it makes things a little bit easier. It doesn't make everything easy, but you're like, oh, I'm going to drain on my sheets tonight. Great. Or my breasts are going to look like you know, the front end of torpedoes. Wonderful. That's normal, you know, or, you know, you know, what, whatever, um, you know, and it's, we've learned from, you know, patients experiences, you know, woman you know, has a, you know, some swelling issue. Like, Oh, well, my breast looks like a watermelon. Okay. Well that describes something you don't want to see, please call me. So, um, it's just, you know, again, years and years of trying to take care of surgical patients and make it easy for them. Well, and the emotional expectations. I had a little chart and the chart said on this oh, day, you're going to. The roller coaster yes, the of roller recovery. Coaster. Right. And for every good day, you know, it's not linear is I think what you what you say. It's yes. not a linear recovery. It's definitely a roller coaster with some loops and things. So one thing we did um, with the instructions, we tried to put most questions that everyone asks. And it's funny because you can tell who reads the instructions and who doesn't. And there, everything's in there. At least 95% of the questions that people ask are covered in the instructions. But some have a little bit of um, difficulty putting things together. I've had people take showers with their bras on. And I've had people take showers with their binders on. And they're like, did you want me to take the binder off before I got in the shower? And I said, Yes. And they go, oh, well, I'm going to dry it out now. Um, and so, <laughs> no, it's just nice and clean. It, yes. You know, I've had uh, Delta pilots call me on the way home and tell me 
I don't know what to do with anything with my wife. So you're going to have to be on call all the time. And I say, well, I am on call all the time. You can call me anytime you want if you need it. Need a, um, but I said, no, you go over these things with us on the airplane every time we get on and we have to listen to that recording over and over. I said, why don't you read the papers and see if you can figure it out? But <laughs> it's, it's fun. I mean, you know, we try and cover everything so people have a, have a good experience and can say they gave me something when I left. Most surgeons do not give you any instructions. And you're like, what do I do now? Well, and there were a couple of things that were really helpful as I went through mine. Now I just had this, the, um, tummy tuck. You just sewed my abdomen back together, top to bottom, um, in a way that I am absolutely thrilled about, but, um, the things that I think were most helpful for me, one of them was my Craftmatic adjustable bed. <laughs> I would have ever Amen. gotten out of bed without that. So I highly recommend one if you don't have it. Um, but also, um, the binder, you guys gave me the softer binder, which was, that's, that's such size. a great present. Mm -hmm. Get rid of that nasty hospital one. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get this nice soft one and you think we're heroes. The hospital mm. one was so scratchy. It's awful. Yeah. It's awful. But that's. It is what it is. Yeah, and it gets blood all over it. And it's, throw, yeah, throw you throw it, it away. away. You burn it. You yep. have a party. You burn your binder. And the other thing I think that was so helpful was you really drove home. Like you need somebody to take care of you. Now, when you're used to taking care of other people, I remember, you know, having the twins after a C-section, I came home with, you know, two babies and 10 pound carriers. Like we were, um, you know, super woman. And, um, you said, no, you really need somebody who's going to be there 24 seven, who is going to be taking care of you. And that was absolute You had a team. Truth. I did. You had a great team of nurses. <laughs> I had, um, yeah, I have lots of nurse friends. So yes, that does put me at a distinct advantage, but yeah, my husband and my mom. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Your husband and your mom yeah. and your yeah. mother-in-law. Yeah. Yep. yep. My they sister came from out of town. Everybody came. <laughs> but, um, but it was really, I think if anybody is considering this, that's one of the things that I would say, like you need somebody there, not your husband goes to work and you're just left to yeah. sort it out for yourself those first couple of weeks. You Especially need if your babies are still care. small. Yeah. You know, because who can take care of a toddler and a five-year-old if you're in bed with a binder? Yeah. So don't try and be anybody's hero. Right. Heal. Ooh, that's hard. Yeah. That's, that's hard. That's a I, tough thing. That's tough. That's a tough thing. It's Had this conversation with a husband not two hours ago um, as his wife and he were leaving the hospital. I'm like, you have to sit on her, let her heal, make her heal. And he rolled his eyes. And, and he's a doctor. Too. And he's a physician. <laughs> and I'm like, not the best <laughs> you just, caretakers. Yeah. Yep. You yep. have to give yourself the grace to heal. Yeah. My mother-in-law, I think, had the best phrase. And she'd say, Jennifer, you just have to remember, you're not a microwave. You're a crock pot. <laughs> Yeah, no Instapots here. Definitely right. Crock-Pots. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for just giving us this insight. Thank you for taking such great care of me personally, but also for helping a lot of the, our listeners who are considering this, who don't get a lot of information about this. And um, they can find you um, at your website. Mm -hmm. Yep. TomLintnerMD.com. TomLintnerMD.com. I'm going to spell it. T-O-M-L-I-N-T-N-E-R-M-D.com. And um, 
you know, you can also find so much great information there, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, um, find somebody that will share this path with you, whom you trust, whom will do appropriate follow-up and who has experience, just like Dr. Littner told us. Is there any other thing that you would like to add of what to look for? We also have a website that is just for our mommy makeover oh, patients at littlemommymakeover.com. Awesome. Um, sometimes when you make a consult with someone, you want to make sure that they're well-trained, they're nice, and they'll get you through the whole process. And um, the other thing um, that we are constantly refining our technique depending on patients. So we look at the patient and don't do all the tummy tucks the same way. We do things a little bit different on each person because they need something different. Um, and we don't offer a tummy tuck if you don't need one. And you, we hear all the time that patients go to some other people and there's all candidates for tummy tucks and I'll see them and they're not a candidate for a tummy tuck. They're a candidate for that middle of the road operation called a paniculectomy. We call it a panic for short, P-A-N-N-I-C. Um, and another thing that we do is block our patients at the end of surgery. And a block is we put a needle while you're asleep into each nerve that supplies your abdomen and then we do it down the front and when patients wake up after our surgery and we know what we do to you they wake up and say their pain is a three on a scale of one to ten now i tell them all in six or 12 hours it's going to be a eight and that's when pain pills are kicking in but but most people it's amazing to me 15, 20 years ago, every tummy tuck, we would have to admit to the hospital for five days. And they always did it with a hysterectomy because that's what most people could pay. Now we do almost everybody goes home on the, sa on the same day and they are doing very well. They're, we rarely have to ever admit a patient back to the hospital. It's, it's almost unheard of. So it, and, it's come, evolved. And I think that's wise to talk because I think, we've, you know, we've talked a lot about mommy makeovers and tummy tucks. But there is the other end of the spectrum. And mm. really, the only way to know what's going to be right for you is to get with somebody that you trust, someone right. who knows what they're doing to be able to look and say, oh, no, look. We can do this, this, and this, and it's on this end of the spectrum. Yeah. We, we don't have to go to the extreme. It's, you know, yeah. um, and I think I think so often we kind of look at, oh, well, it's a tummy tuck, so it's the full thing. Yeah, that's not everybody so. needs one, and that's the good part of it. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much. Go to AtlantaMommyMakeover.com or go to TomLintnerMD.com, um, and you can see the incredible creme de la creme and wherever you are take this information with you discuss it out loud don't be afraid and know that if you have questions for us you can shoot us a dm on instagram catch us on instagram you can send an email to info at momsoncall.com we are always happy to share our experiences with you and thank you for joining us at the moms on call podcast thank you for listening to the moms on call podcast if you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey.